Welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This topic is on overcoming strongholds. Yes, so stronghold is a it's 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 a word that might be new to a lot of us, but it's pretty much just like another term used in the Bible to indicate like a bondage, something that um, has a hold over our lives and it's uh, dif- difficult to release it. Um, this can develop over time. Um, we a lot of times we can have strongholds and not even know it because of the level of bondage that it has um, over us. And um, it is is rooted in sin. Anything that is setting itself up against the word of God that's keeping you from not being in the will of God is is rooted in sin. So um, the, the stronghold can also be generationally transferred. So when I say generational, I mean, this is like thought patterns from a family member. I mean, that could be your parents, it could be grandparents, their parents, but it's thought patterns or actions from them that um, subconsciously or consciously that, you you know, that we could have picked up on, you know, um, from observation, from just even... um, just spiritually, just the, the, the spirit of whatever that is just in our atmosphere, getting into our hearts. And, um, and when, whenever it's in our heart and we start thinking like that, it comes out in our actions. And so a lot of strongholds can also be formed, um, like through like addictions. Some of, some of the strongholds are addictions. And so it's where you just find yourself addicted to whatever that action is. And so we um, have to use the word of God to break these areas, which are so difficult to do on our own. And this is why it is called a stronghold, because it, 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 it grips us so tightly to the point where we can say, oh, OK, I'm a I'm a try not to do that. But you can't. It's just words. You, you have to really allow the Holy Spirit and the word of God to break it. And there's power in the word. There is so much power in the word. So um, I'm going to get into ways of breaking the stronghold later on in the message. But I really want to set up what this looks like so we will have awareness of what is in our own life pertaining to strongholds. Because we all have strongholds. Some of us have been set free from strongholds and that's beautiful. You know, but there most people have some area of stronghold that needs to get released. Even after you get saved, even after you give your life to Christ, now this is when a lot the work is starting to happen with that um, that refinement, getting stuff uprooted out of us. And this is also a reason why people see Christians who seem lukewarm like one foot in one foot out and they're confused about like are you a Christian or are you not it's because strongholds are in the life strongholds have not been dealt with when you give your life over to God when you when you say okay Jesus I want you to be my Lord and Savior and that Lordship part that's the part when you say Lord I want to be freed up from strongholds and he can do it but we really want, we really need to yield our lives over to him. So this is the part, the strongholds I would say is 
what we're seeing a lot of times, which is causing us to question, is this person a Christian? A lot of times it's like those areas of strongholds that have not been dealt with. And, And when we don't truly give our lives over to Christ, we're not allowing him to deal with us in those areas. And so I'm going to read um, Romans 12, 1 through 2. And this is going give, to give us some background to how we can combat strongholds. Okay, so I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so this scripture right here is so important in our journey. So important. This is not just like, there's so much meat in the scripture because it really sets up how we need to go through our journey. It's through renewing our mind. Because we can already have a thought pattern that, okay, it's okay to do because this is what my parents, you know, these are all similar actions that I'm familiar with. You know, all my friends do this and um, I'm just used to it. It's on television. This is okay. That's no, that is the world's way of seeing things. And this is why we have to no longer be trans. We have to no longer conform to those thought patterns, but we transform by renewing our mind on what the word of God says. And see, this is how we're gonna get freed is through the word of God. And so we have to be reminded that we don't have to do whatever thought comes into our mind. So if we have a negative thought that says, okay, go do that, you know, go um, fornicate or go get drunk or whatever the case is, we don't have to do that. We can truly take authority over the thought and say, no, that's not what God wants me to do. This is the word of God. And see, it takes intentionality for that to happen, but we have to be intentional about um, what we think, what we meditate on, because renewing the mind should take place on a regular basis so that there is no opening, no window for the enemy to enter. When the actions are controlled, I mean, when the thought life is controlled, the actions will follow. And so this is why with that scripture, it's renewing, I-N-G at the end of that, because it's an ongoing practice. We should be renewing our mind daily. So if a thought pops in your mind and you know it's negative and you know it's not going to have good results, we have to take it um, captive quickly. We should not give it any time to fester because this can cause a lot of um, issues later on. The second scripture that is very important to freedom and strongholds um, is 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. So though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So this right here, this scripture goes right to it. It it talks about how we can take control 
over these uh, strongholds. And it's through taking the thought captive. When the thought comes, take it captive. Grab it. When I say grab it, grab it. I mean mentally... (laughs) Like let it come, like let let it leave your mind and replace it. You always have to replace it with something. It's just not going to leave, but you replace it with the word of God. And if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed with the thoughts and it's just rushing and it's just too much, turn on worship music, set the atmosphere, start to change. Because when you start to set that atmosphere, it, it's it's going to be a little, it's going to, it's going to be a little harder to, to, to stay in that place. So this is when I go back to that intentionality. It's like whatever you have to do to get those thoughts to change, because that's where the action is going to follow. And so when we when we change our thoughts, we always have to replace it with the word of God and what the word of God says. And that's what's going to give us the power and the peace, because there's power in God's word. The word of God works. And so we want our our actions, we want our thoughts to be obedient to what the word of God says. And that's what 2 Corinthians 10 through um, 10, 3 through 5 is indicating that we want our thoughts to be obedient to the word of God, not not obedient to the world. You know, we don't want to be enslaved to the world. We don't want to be enslaved to sin. And that's what strongholds and bondages do. It's like you are living for them. It's like they're telling you what to do versus us telling them what to do, right? Like we, we, sh- we should be able to tell our bodies what to do, what our mind wants to think. And, and it, should be, um, it should be related to what God wants us to think, what God wants our bodies to do. You know, God says that our, temp- that our bodies are temples, you know? So we, 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 need to, we need to honor that. And so the word of God really gives us direction on how to do to do all of this. And so I'm going to go into um, areas of strongholds. Uh, that way we'll have an awareness of how, um, how these strongholds can really um, impact our lives. So one area of stronghold um, I'll start with is um, insecurity. Um, insecurities can um, really cause people to do things that are very surface. It can cause them to say things that are um, insensitive. It can cause a person to just live a life that is really out of control. Just from insecurity, right? Insecure person can go and buy a car that they cannot afford just so they can feel good. So people can look at them and think that, wow, you know, or insecure person can potentially um, entertain relationships that are unhealthy for the attention and then people who don't treat them right because they don't feel that they're deserving or an insecure person can treat another person wrongly. Like they can be very critical. An insecure insecure person can be a narcissist. You know, I mean, there's so many things that can be birthed out of insecurity. Insecurity can cause you to sabotage things that God has brought into your life because you don't feel that you're valuable enough, that you're worthy of it. So this is how I'm saying these strongholds, they can be fire. Like they can truly cause ruckus in your life if they're not uprooted. Another area um, is uh, fear and worry. You know, in the previous podcast on overcoming um, fear with faith, you know, it, you know, it, it, 
it's something that is very important in this journey because fear is can cause a person to do other things that they didn't want to do. But because of the fear, it's almost like a default action. And then also within the fear, you also have areas of worry. Now, I'm going to sort of connect how worry can develop early on. Now, if you have parents who are very fearful and they're always scared and they're just watching the news over and over and they're creating an atmosphere of fear, that's a spirit of fear now. We're we're seeing a spirit of fear in that atmosphere. So guess what? You have children in that spirit of fear and all of a sudden they're fearful. They go places, they're, 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 they're afraid of just life. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid of, um, rejection, afraid of driving over bridges. Um, just so many things like they can't sleep at night. So then you have to ask yourself, where did this come from? And so this is where I, when I mentioned that whole generational transfer, that could, that's an example you know, your parents were fearful and you became fearful because that was a spirit that you were around. And then it got into your spirit and maybe their parents were the same way. And you see how that happened, but see the word of God can stop that right there. It can break those cycles. And so you don't have to continue that. You don't have to pass that on to your children. You can break it right now. And it might not even be your, your family that transferred it, but it could just be other atmospheres you're you're around that's that's sowing that seed or just the news you you so you can allow these seeds to get sown uh, uh yeah sown in your life by just feeding your flesh and not garden garden um your heart so it's it's really important to see how this how these areas are getting um initiated in our lives and a lot of times it is from areas that we leave open to it okay so another area is the area of lust this can be like any strong desire for things that can take control over your life so you can have a lust for money you can have a lust for clothes homes uh just lusting but then the more common area of lust is uh sex the the sexual lust where you just constantly lusting after people and uh lusting to have sex you know that if that does not get um, under control, you 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 will find yourself in a deep place of sin that it's it's you know it's hard to kind of reel yourself back in. And so, the area of lust happens in the heart. It's in the mind, the thoughts, and so this is why if you take those thoughts captive, then you don't have to become enslaved to the actions of it, which can be fornication, adultery, all of these different things that are a result of not taking control of lust. Lust is also entered when you watch pornography. I mean, all of these things are areas that are rooted in lust and it's in the mind. You don't have to be enslaved to it. You take drastic measures to get that out of your life. If you have to get rid of your phone, get rid of your phone. If you have to get rid of the cable and whatever is on the, get rid of it. If you have to turn down your social media, turn it, turn it off. Those are the measures you take for following Christ. Why entertain the flesh and play with fire? Why do it? Okay, so the next area is um, uh, unforgiveness. This is something that I I would say that um, a lot of people might not know they're dealing with. You might validate it. You might feel justified. Well, I could just feel this way because they did this to me. And no, and they don't deserve, you know, you, you can really be in a place of justifying 
your feelings of being bitter towards someone and the only person you're hurting is yourself. I think if we get in a habit of praying for the areas that have hurt us, praying for that other person, it does something for us. And not just for us, it does something for them so that they can experience their freedom. So say like if they're undergoing a stronghold in bondage and they're just uh, recklessly doing stuff and hurting people and living their lives in ways that are um, causing people to be hurt. They need prayers just as much as you will need prayer to get healed from that. So we have to look at the bigger picture. There's a spiritual warfare going on. You know, the enemy's trying to take us all out, but we need to understand that there's a war going on. And if we understand that, we will have grace enough to say, you know what, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to hold it against you. I understand that you have bondages. I understand that you have weaknesses and I understand that you have hurt because hurt people hurt others. And now that frees you up to be like, okay, I can pray for you because I realize that you might be stuck in the area that you are having difficulty getting out and I'm going to pray for your freedom. So this is a way to help us to, um, not stay in a place of um, bitterness and unforgiveness, but to realize that the enemy is out roaring, trying to um, take out whoever he can through sin, through bondages, through just really stealing the joy and the purpose and fulfillment that God wants for us to have in him. So please just pray before getting into a place of bitterness because that's that's where the enemy wants you to be in a place of unforgiveness because God says that, you know, if we can't forgive others, how can he forgive us? You know, so we have to be mindful. This forgiveness thing is very, it's very serious and you have to really be mindful of how it's impacting your life because unforgiveness can even cause like medical ailments, like you know, you don't want to cause somebody else's weaknesses to cause you to have like an ailment because you can't release them from what they did to you. And some people don't even know they did anything wrong because the communication's not there. We didn't go to them and say, you know what, what you said or what you did impacted me on this level. And and so fear causes a person not to even want to have that conversation. So we really have to um, allow the Holy Spirit to help us with that. So um, jealousy is another area. You know, if we can't naturally be happy for another person and we're finding that we want what they want and, and, and it's always just jealousy or pretending to be happy, that's a stronghold. We shouldn't be jealous about what other people have, you know, because... Maybe that's not the timing that God has for us to receive it. Or maybe God doesn't want us to have that. We should want God's will for people's lives. And that jealousy is, is something that the enemy wants to use to cause division. And so it's important for us to search our hearts. If you know you're jealous, you got to ask God, oh, help me with that. I don't want to be jealous. I want to be happy for that person. And then if you're jealous, don't get mad at the person because you're jealous. That's a heart condition. You have to search your heart. And if you're and if scrolling through somebody's social media is adding to that, you got to deal with your heart. And you might have to, you know, take a break from whatever's adding to that and say, Lord, search my heart. Why am I jealous? You know, why do I feel this way towards other individuals? Why am I not naturally happy? I mean, I think we should get to the point where we have tears of joy for people when when things are going well, you know, and and for some people, it might not even be the truth that we're seeing, but yet we're getting mad over something that might not even be the reality of their life. So it's very important to 
have God to search our heart for, um, you know, areas like jealousy and if we want to covet what another person has. Um, Another area is anger. If we find ourselves getting easily upset over the smallest things that can take us from A to Z within seconds and, you know, we're just we're just always uh, disgruntled and just hard to get along with and, you know, angry to the point where we just have high blood pressure, just always mad about something, complaining and snapping for no reason. That's a stronghold. We shouldn't be around. We shouldn't be um, angry to the point where anything can set us off. When a person is angry, their surroundings sense it. You have people who walk on eggshells. If you have anger issues, people are probably going to walk on eggshells trying to communicate with you because we, they, they, they feel that they don't know what's going to set the person off. What, what, is, what is going to set you off this time? Because last time you were okay with that situation, but this time the, cash, the cashier is setting you off. The traffic is setting you off. The food is not warm, warm enough and it's setting you off. And so you have to ask yourself, where is this coming from? And so the Holy Spirit can help free us from even those areas as well, like the, you know, the anger and what's causing, causing that to happen. And anger is, is connected to strife. And people who have anger issues, they, they tend to thrive on strife. They tend to create strife. Um, sometimes people with anger issues, they, um, they, they gossip or they complain and um, they hold, hold uh, uh, bitterness and, and things over people. And they're, sometimes, sometimes they're not happy. So we don't want to, you see how all these strongholds are sort of related. They, they get connected to each other. And then and, and it's, you see how the more you have, the more they're feeding on each other. This is why we want to get freed from everything that is keeping us out of the will of God. It's, it's good to get freed up from every stronghold. Okay, so another area is um, lying. And um, as I mentioned in the previous episode, um, Faith Over Fear, um, lying is rooted in fear. And we don't want to lie as a result of being afraid of the consequences. We want to trust God that he's going to help us in all areas. A lot of times when you have the stronghold of lying, you don't even know you're lying because it's just flowing out like nothing and then there's no conviction. So that's that's a stronghold when you don't even feel anything about the lying. You just you just do it like, oh no. You know, it, it could be the smallest thing like, no, I didn't eat that, I ate this. And it's really like, really? Is it that serious that you're lying over what you ate? Or, you know, what? so that's how you know it's a stronghold because it's so minute and there's a lie for it. So we really don't want to be um, under that because that is, um, God God hates all sin, but it's just that lying, he, he, he indicated also, he detests like lying lips, you know, just, just falsely putting accusations and stuff. It just causes quarrels and division. So a lot of these, these strongholds can just cause a lot of issues in our lives and the lives of others. Um, another area, which I think is very important, is um, pride, because pride is rooted in, you know, 
a lot of sin is coming from pride, self. Because self is always wanting to protect self and to look after self. And that's all rooted in the flesh and the carnality and the emotions and what it wants and when it wants it. And so pride can cause a person to even be arrogant. Um, they, they don't see their faults. Um, they're always blaming others or they want credit for everything. Um, they have difficulty apologizing. Um, that's pride. That's pride where it's like really... Um, Pride is pretty much me, myself, and I. That's pride. We all have some of it, but some people struggle with it where it's really a stronghold where it's, um, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it can cause them to stumble in so many areas because pride, beca- pride goes before a fall. So I really encourage you, if you don't know if you struggle with it, because usually with pride, you're the last person to know you have it. That's how it, that's how pride works. Um, but I think everyone should go before the Lord and say, you know, Lord, reveal my heart, reveal if I have areas of pride because I don't want to fall. I don't want to cause others to fall. I don't want to, um, you know, be at a place where I'm elevating myself and making myself an idol. And that's, you know, pride, pride, loves self. Okay. Another area is addiction. So addictions can be any like, you know, you could be addicted to pornography, addicted to substances, alcohol, you know, weed, cigarettes, whatever the case is. Just those addictions that are impacting the temple that, you know, those strongholds can cause you to do things that are attacking your body. And we're supposed to be caring for our body. We're supposed to be valuing what God created. Um, another area is codependency, you know, the need for others to validate you or, um, the need to just have another person to, um, depend on more than God, where you go to that person before you go to God and what that person says goes and how that person feels dictates how you feel and how they feel dictates how, you know, and that's, that's, that's out of order. That's unhealthy, but this is this is a um, an area that a lot of people struggle with, and they don't even realize it. And a lot of times, there um, there's codependent um, parent and child relationships, adult children codependent on their parent, and the parents telling them exactly how to live their life. And the, and the word of God is like secondary to that. Hearing from God is secondary. It's what their parent tells them what to do. That's what they do. You honor what they say. But you give you give heed to what they say, but the word of God is the final say, you know, and that's the order. And see, this is why when you're codependent and you go into a marriage and you have a parent ruling you, now you already got your marriage out of order. So that codependency is something that really has to be dealt with. You know, if you know that you depend on others for your fulfillment, for your um, comfort, for your decisions, you have to ask God to, to give you that boldness to not to, to d- depend on another person to move forward in the things of, of God. And so um, another area, which is very common, is depression. Depression can be a stronghold because it's going right back to that thought pattern of negativity and feeling down on yourself and feeling like um, the whole world's against you and um, you know, everything is just, it, depression mag, magnifies the negative. Everything negative depression just goes right into the negative realm. 
And so how to combat the depression is to get your mind off yourself. It's not all about you. It's not all about what they did. Think about what Jesus, what happened to Jesus. Think when we, when we put him on the throne and think about what he did for our sins in comparison and in regards to what he went through, then it puts things in perspective from just our offense. And then we're magnifying the life we're living and, and um, we're letting that dictate our joy. And then we're depressed. So depression, a lot of it is rooted in our thought life. And when we get our minds off ourselves, and we start to serve others and we start to be purposeful for the things of God, we'll find that we don't have, we really don't have the mental energy to be depressed because now our minds are off ourselves. We're no longer thinking about ourselves and our weaknesses and our flaws and the things that hurt us. Now we're finding ways to intentionally serve others. And I know that that has worked for me. When I've found myself getting depressed and low, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, let me serve, Lord, let me serve you right now. I'm going to worship you first, and now I'm going to serve. Because when I worship you, I'm taking my mind off of the situation, and now I'm going to avail myself to others and serve. And when I do that, when I say that depression flees quickly, it has no room, it has no space to stay because I'm being intentional about not entertaining it. So like I said, I worship. I'll turn on some worship music. I will go into a place of worship, getting before the Lord. And then I say, Lord, okay, who can I serve? And then I will reach out and avail myself and serve others. And so, in, and when we do that, see, see, God has not called us for our lives to be about ourselves. And when it is about ourselves, we can easily become depressed. Okay, and so another area is, um, let's see here, offense. And this is a, you know, an area that I used to like struggle with where I would just get everything just, I would just get easily offended. I'm like, why am I getting upset about that? It's not even about me. But um, God had to uproot that. And, and when the Holy Spirit fills you, he will give you insight to how um, things are happening on the other end because it's a spiritual battle. So, um, so if the enemy knows that you're easily offended, he will cause... Um, he will try to allow people to say stuff that that sits the wrong way in your heart. And so it's not even about what they say. It's about how we process, how we perceive it, you know. And, and for some people, they can say things that are very insensitive. Some people do say things without thinking about it. They're not gentle in their response. They don't think before they speak. And God doesn't like that either. But also he does not want us to be easily offended because if we're easily offended, guess what? We're not going to share the word of God. We're not going to do anything that, that can cause us to constant, that will cause us to potentially, um, receive rejection because we're trying to nurse our emotions. So we have to give that over to God because we don't want anything to keep us out of the will of God. And so I just want to encourage us that in order to re- in order to walk into freedom from these areas, we have to go to God and ask him to free us. We have to want it. He's not going to force us to want to be free from this. It's a desire. When our desire lines up to his desire, then he could do whatever he wants in our lives without the resistance, but he's not going to force himself. He does everything's a free will. He gives us a choice. And we should choose life. We should choose what is good. We should choose what's going to please him. Once we 
give ourselves, our lives, our minds over to him, he can truly fill us. When we rid ourselves, he can fill us with his spirit. Another way to to get free is to pray and fast. Deny yourselves of things that are feeding the flesh. And so this can be food for a period of time. Um, Denying yourself of things that are causing you to focus so much on it. So if you spend several hours a day cooking or going to fast food, you know, whatever the case is, and you find that your flesh is just leading you all day long, why don't you switch it up and say, you know what, I'm going to lead my flesh. I'm going to lead my emotions and body, and I'm going to deny myself this, and I'm going to get before the Lord, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to read the word, and I'm going to really get sensitive to the Holy Spirit by removing all these little idols and distractions in my life that's keeping God at at the end of my thought life. So when you do that, you might become a little, um, you know, irritated from hunger or irritated from what you've been feeding the flesh for so long. But then over that, then you'll start to see that you you're taking authority over your body. You're taking authority over what was controlling you. And then this is the same thing with television. It could be with entertainment because to fast from food and then you're still you know, entertaining your flesh with just watching things that's still distracting you from the word of God, then those kind of things could be fast. You know, you can fast from those things as well, whether it's um, sports, um, entertainment, social media, um, just even talking on the phone for hours at a time and texting, all of that is gratifying the flesh. So whatever is gratifying the flesh, I believe that those things can be, um, that you can fast from them because then you're really, um, you know, you're controlling now your flesh and now you're telling your flesh what to do. Okay. So, um, those are some areas to help the freedom. The main thing is to, you know, renew the mind and go to God and let him know that you're ready to be free from this and that you're going to meditate on whatever scripture you need to meditate on to help the freedom. There's a scripture for it and just read it over and over and over memorize those scriptures until you find yourself free from that stronghold and then create boundaries for yourself if you know you struggle with alcoholism don't go to the bar don't go around people who are going to offer you beer just to sit and have conversation create those boundaries make sure you're free once you get free you might be able to gradually go back into those environments and be a witness but if you're still struggling You need to put boundaries up so you don't tempt yourself. If you're struggling with lust and you know that it's all in your cell phone and all on your television, you're going to have to take drastic measures to get rid of that. Maybe you need to restart your, uh, reprogram your phone, get rid of it, Um, whatever it is, because you don't want to set yourself up in a way that's causing you to dishonor God, to... um, to, to not be in the will of God. You know, we want to be pleasing unto him. So I'm gonna pray and I want us to be encouraged about this message because I believe God is going to do amazing things in our lives. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for continuing to um, guard us and allow us to know that there's nothing impossible with you, that you can free us up from any stronghold, that you just want a willing heart. We thank you so much for just loving us, even in the midst of whatever the struggle is. And we come to you in a place of repentance, Lord, of repentance of anything that we have set up before you and that we did not come to you to ask you to free us from. Lord, we ask that you um, 
continue to extend your grace and mercy on us, Lord. And we come to you wanting to change the way we do things and go forward into your will, Lord. We ask that you free us up in the name of Jesus of anything that has um, held us bondage, Lord. We thank you so much for your grace. We thank you so much for your mercy. We thank you so much for the power of breaking any generational transfer, any bondage, anything that's setting itself up against your word, Lord. We thank you so much for your love. We give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, you all be encouraged and reminded that there is nothing impossible with God.